Good morning, Vietnam! Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Jedi Dropout. Uh, my name is James Moss. And I'm Ryan Taylor. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit different. We're uh, a break from format. We're trying something new. This is our uh, premiere mini-sode. Uh, we're going to do on our off weeks uh, a miniature episode. Not quite as long where we just... It's, it's going to be basically a top five. Usually. Uh, we're going to try and keep it to like either a quick top five, one quick topic. Uh, it's going to kind of alternate weeks between our full-length episodes and then our mini-episodes just to kind of keep content coming yes. and kind of, you know, just get some quicker topics off our head. Yes. So the takeaway being from today onward, as of the re- release of this episode, there will be new content every single week. Yes. So today's content, today's topic, that is, uh, it's the most anticipated movies and TV shows of 2017, or at least the ones that we're looking forward to the most. Yeah. Our personal top five favorite, or, well, can't say favorite because we haven't <laughs> fucking seen them yet. Uh, the ones that we're most looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, now, I left a few out on mine because I feel like you're going to mention them anyway. Okay. Uh, just a... Uh, a suspicion I have, but before we get into that, let's just quickly um, let's talk about what we've seen so far this year. You have a, a favorite movie or TV show, twenty seventeen so far? Excuse me, um, I might have to say Guardians Volume Two. Mm, that that's what I expect mine would be, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. As of right now, I would say Kong Skull Island which we touched on in an earlier episode as well. I hadn't seen it at the time, but it's my favorite so far out of the three I've seen, which are that Logan and Lego Batman movie. Logan, also really up there, and I very much enjoy Beauty and the Beast. I still haven't seen that one. I I haven't seen Guardians 2, Beauty and the Beast, and Get Out, and I'm expecting great things out of all three. Yeah. Uh, TV shows. You got anything? Even even if it's not a new show, but like a new season of a show. Uh, new season of a show. I felt season five of Arrow really brought it back. I like season three and four of Arrow had its good episodes, but I felt the seasons overall were a little lacking. But season five brought in a lot of new characters and. I thought season five of Arrow was probably the best episode they've done yet. Awesome. That's a show I need to catch up with. Um, I'm also going to say something CW here. I'm going to say Riverdale. Riverdale is fucking awesome. Um, have you seen any of it? or? Uh, I have not seen Riverdale. No. I, I know you do watch Arrow and The Flash, so you've got the, the CW feel. Yes. Uh, another series that was really good for this year Santa Clarita Diet Santa Clarita Diet was hilarious it was so good I, I had no expectations going in I, I saw the ad I, I skipped past it and then you told me to watch it and then we watched it literally the next day yeah no it, it was really good in fact I might rewatch it soon yeah really funny and uh, I believe it's been renewed for season two I hope so 
I really like Drew Barrymore. I've always liked Drew Barrymore. I, and Timothy Oliphant? He was great in that. Oh, my God. So good. Um, two things. Drew Barrymore, I never really cared for. She was funny as shit in that. Yeah. And after watching Timothy Oliphant in that, I feel like maybe there's room for him in a superhero movie. Yeah. As Here, here are the two ideas off the top of my head. Uh, Bullseye. Yeah. Or Riddler. Ooh, he would be a good Riddler. Right? I, I can picture him opposite Ben Affleck, too, right? Yeah. Uh, Riverdale. I'm going to stress again. So good. It's very CW. It's reminiscent of Gossip Girl in a lot of ways. But it's a lot darker. It, there's a lot more murder and mystery going on. And... The uh, the plot keeps you really interested right up until the end. I can't wait, and I can't wait to see the next season. I'll have to check it out because I haven't even so much as watched a trailer for Riverdale. Oh man, it's so fucking good. It's all on Netflix. See, the only th- things I've seen about Riverdale so far is like people on Facebook being like Archie's abs, and it's just like <laughs> if that's the only review he, I'm seeing of it. He takes off his shirt in like every episode, but I mean, it's like a five minute scene and it. You know, it, yeah. it, it, there's, there's but I mean, more going on. If that's the on. only review I'm seeing of something, that's not going to compel no. me to watch it. I think you'd actually really like Cole Sprouse as Jughead. It's not, it's not like the old comics, but it is way more like the new comics. Cool. It, like it's uh, apparently heavily inspired by Mark Wade's uh, Archie series, which I haven't read yet. And it is the, the show is run by the writer of Afterlife with Archie. Okay. The uh, Archie zombie series, which is amazing. And uh, let's get into it. Top five. And I'm going to start this off because it's a perfect segue. Number five on my list is season two of Riverdale. <laughs> cool. They, uh, they're they actually doing, they're starting the second season this year. Yeah. They, uh, the first season was... What, January to May, and season two is going to be released this fall. Cool. So it's pretty quick, and I'm, I'm excited. Uh, quick note, honorable mention. I'm. I was going to say Game of Thrones, and I am more excited for Game of Thrones than some of the stuff on this list. But either a, everyone who is going to watch Game of Thrones is probably already watching Game of Thrones. And B, because of spoilers, there's really not a whole lot to say. Yeah. Because people are really, really touchy about spoilers on that show for some reason. So, do you want to go back and forth, or do you want to do one at a time in this one? Let's go back and forth, seeing as it's going to be a short episode. Yeah, sure. So you said you're... My number five is Riverdale Season 2, although I am very excited for Game of Thrones, and that was my original number five. Okay. Number five for me is It. Oh my god. I'm reading It for the first time, the novel. I'm about halfway through it. And holy shit, it's scary as fuck. Yeah. And it just looks so good. Bill Skarsgård in the trailers looks terrifying as Pennywise. He does. Have you seen any of the, um, the more recent trailers? With like, There's a lot more dialogue with the kids. Uh, I have not. 
I'm really surprised. Uh, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Yeah. He plays Richie. And I didn't know if he'd be able to pull off the kind of smart-ass character, but he, he's nailing it. There's there's a new trailer that's got a, a lot of his dialogue in it, and it's fantastic. I'll have to watch that as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> so that comes out in September, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, early September this year. And I don't get out to see a lot of movies in theaters, but that is probably that probably constitutes the what four or five hours of driving. Yeah. There's a few that I'll probably make the trip to St. John's to see. Nice. Just because it's such a nicer theater. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Number four for me is a movie called Baby Driver. Have you heard much about that? I have not. Okay, I know this one is more specific to me because this is directed by Edgar Wright. And Edgar Wright is my favorite director, hands down. Edgar Wright directed Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and The World's End. Okay. And the three, uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, they call it, that he directed, are honestly my three favorite movies of all time. Sweet. Shaun of the Dead is easily my favorite movie. Shaun of the Dead's classic. Shaun of the Dead is just so fucking good. Nothing comes close to it for me. Like, I, I just, I can watch it over and over. And it's at the point where I don't even feel the need to watch it because I have it kind of internalized, and I can just kind of watch it in my head whenever I want, <laughs> which is a scary thought. <laughs> but uh, Baby Driver is, um, he he's straying away from, uh, he's not working with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost this time. It's not a British movie. It's an American-made movie. It releases June 28th, so it's pretty soon. Uh the movie stars Ansel Elgort, who was in what? He was he was in the Divergent movies, I believe, and I think is that the same guy that was in Fault Fault in Our Stars or Fault Fault with Our Stars? It's Our Stars Fault, whatever the fuck the movie's called. The Fault in Our Stars, Divergent. Yeah. Yeah, it's that guy, and I haven't seen much out of his acting yet, but from the trailers it looks good. Uh, Lily James. Kevin Spacey, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, John Bernthal, and Flea. Wow. And the movie is about a young getaway driver whose driving is fueled by his own personal soundtrack. Yes, I did. I have seen yeah, the trailer. Yeah, he for takes this. on one last job for a veteran kingpin. But get this: here's I, I looked through the soundtrack. That this is the the music that um, the character is actually named Baby, right? Yes. Uh, his his personal soundtrack features Run the Jewels, Queen, Danger Mouse, Simon and Garfunkel, Blur, and the Beach Boys. Wow. Edgar Wright hasn't let me down yet. Even Scott Pilgrim, it, which I didn't like quite as much as the others, I still love the movie. I'm looking at Ansel Elgort now. He's also in Carrie. I never saw that after the, the uh, remake. No, that was like what four years ago. I, I didn't see that after. Yeah. Was that good? It was all right. Yeah. Didn't suck. Didn't suck. <laughs> you know that's actually kind of the uh, the standard at which we rate horror movies these days. Yeah. It, it didn't suck. You know. Yeah. Um, number four, I said the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh yeah, that's the new uh, Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson. Is yes. That right? 
That movie looks like it's going to be hilarious with just over-the-top, nonsensical levels of action. I saw a poster the other day. I don't know if this is an official poster or just fan-made, but it was really well done. And uh, they took the movie The Bodyguard, the, the Whitney Houston yeah. one, and they <laughs> they replaced it with a shot of Ron Reynolds with Samuel Jackson in his arms and replaced the, the poster of The Hitman's Bodyguard. Nice. It was pretty fantastic. It looked really funny. I never heard about it until they dropped that trailer. Me either. But I'm very excited for this movie. It looks like one that I'm going to laugh my ass off at. Which is good because, I don't know, it seems like good comedies these days are, are they don't come too often, you know? No. We don't, we don't get them like we used to. Definitely not. Number three for me, and this one's coming pretty soon, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah? I can't wait. I, I mean, I'm going to go see it, but... This is the third Spider-Man re or third Spider-Man origin in my lifetime. Yeah, and I'm just kind of getting tired of it. If if they can avoid the Uncle Ben stuff, which I think they might, I hope so. Then I'm that's great. But I, on one hand, we've gotten a lot of Spider-Man movies, but on the other hand, this one looks like the best. Yeah, and. I'm I'm up for it. I I love Spider Man and the I fact like that, that they're going with a different villain. Yes, exactly. Because Spider Man has one of the best rogue galleries and it's not really fully explored at all. No, they keep dipping into Green Goblin. They do. Yep. I mean who'd they have in Amazing Spider Man two? Electro Goblin, right? And that sort of sort of rhino that Yeah. Like Every time they try and do different villains, they do it so poorly that it just sets a bad example. Yeah. Like, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin was great. Um, I really liked uh, Reese Iphens. Reese Iphens. Reese Iphens, the lizard. Yep. And... uh, I didn't hate Jamie Foxx's Electro. I didn't hate it, but, you know... And as far as Sandman goes, Thomas Hayden Church was... A good casting choice. He wasn't the problem. <laughs> no. There's, there's a lot of other problems, but he wasn't really um, one of them. <clears throat> Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus was amazing. Yeah. That was, he was the only person I can really... Every time I try to picture Doc Ock, that's who I see. Yeah. But, I mean, even if you avoid every villain that's ever been adapted in a Spider-Man movie, you've still got Vulture and Shocker like they're using. You've got uh, Scorpion... You have Mysterio. You've got Craven. Yeah. There's there's some fucking great villains. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, which I think was supposed to be hinted at in Spider-Man Three, but it was they didn't make it obvious enough that. Yeah. No. But uh, I like the look of Homecoming. I like I like what they're doing with it. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm I just love Spider-Man. I, I, give me more. I really like that Dennis Leary was in the last ones. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't. I didn't actually hate the last ones. I thought Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man. I thought he was m- way better than fucking Toby. Toby. <laughs> Little Tobes. Yeah. He wasn't a very good Spider-Man, but you, I don't know. The, the the first two were good enough to kind of see past it yeah. because the villains carried him. 
Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina carried the first two movies. Yes. And then uh, the third movie just. Mm. Have you seen the new poster for Homecoming? No. There's a really dumb poster they released, and there's literally like two Spider Mans and two Iron Mans on the on the poster for some reason. They, Google. And there, there's uh, some people have photoshopped it and mocked it and put like replaced every character on the poster with Iron Man, <laughs> and it's really funny. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Are you, which one are you looking at? Are you looking at the? Uh, yeah, type uh, just look for the all Iron Man. Anyone listening to this, try and find online the the uh, Photoshop version of the Homecoming poster with Iceford. It's got like eight or nine Iron Mans, and I think one Spider Man in the background. And it's too fucking funny, which is it like with the size of Robert Downey Jr.'s head on the poster is pretty fucking accurate. But despite the poster, I think it's gonna be a good movie. Mostly because the MCU is involved and Tom Holland's so good. There you go. That's I the one. It. Yep. What do you got for number three? Number three, I have the Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, see, this is the one I left out on purpose. Because you knew I was going to say it. I knew you had to say it. Like, of course, of course, Last Jedi is in my top five. Oh, anything Star Wars is going to be so, like, I love Star Wars. I'm, I, I'm not personally a fan. I don't know why we named her podcast. The Jedi dropouts. Just because you hate Star Wars so much, you wanted to that, drop out. That's why. I, that's why I dropped out. It was I, I was I was getting good grades, but I just dropped out out of spite. Yeah. Teen angst. Rebellion. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what more needs to be said about that one. I don't. Uh, what is there to say about it? It's it's a, it's not just a new Star Wars movie. It's a new Star Wars anthology film. Yeah. Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah. The Last Fucking Jedi. It's going to be insane. Star Wars, Nuff Said. Yeah. They could have literally called the movie Star Wars, Nuff Said, yeah. and I'd <laughs> still go. No trailer released, just a poster with just the font, and I'd show up. If, if I were the marketing department, I would, I would try and save as much money as possible and just <laughs> put a, a black screen. This is the teaser trailer just being a... a Black screen with and that's it. Then cut it short and put a fucking date, and then everyone will lose their shit anyway. It doesn't matter. Yep. I mean, it's really cool that we got that amazing teaser trailer. It was great. But I'd be just as excited otherwise, right? Yep. Number two for me, uh, something we touched on, or I touched on in an earlier episode, Kingsman the Golden Circle. Yes. I'm stoked. If you haven't seen Kingsman yet, fucking see it you'll love it most I, I mean maybe someone listening to this wouldn't like it but i can't see what's not to like about kingsman and it's something i forgot to mention somebody who's in the first one mark fucking hamill is in that really yes hmm. which is funny because in the comic um mark hamill is a character like as himself in in like obviously he's not in it he's not there's no acting in a comic book but um 
Mark Hamill is mentioned, and there's some some dialogue about sci-fi movies. So then Mark Hamill appeared in Kingsman as a different character. Sweet. September 29th. Fucking pumped. Cool. What do you got? Number two. Number two, The Defenders. Ah, The Defenders. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for The Defenders. And and more so, Punisher? Yes. Which I hope we get this year. Yes. I'm stoked for Punisher. I love Iron Fist, the character, not the Netflix series. Netflix series, I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it as much as most people did. Me either. I enjoyed it. But there's a lot of room for growth. Yeah. But I love Daredevil. I mm. loved Luke Cage. Yes. So even having – I feel even the team up between Power Man and Iron Fist there will be great. I think – what's his name? Finn Jones? Yes. He wasn't bad as Danny Rand. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I, and they've even said in the show, like, he's not the best Iron Fist. No. Like, yeah, I like that Out aspect. of all the people who have had the mantle of the Iron Fist, he is not the best. No. He, the dude's still learning. He's still growing. He's mm-hmm. still tapping into everything. So, hopefully we see Danny Rand coming more into, you know, well, the Iron Fist and with where they left off with, like, I'm really curious at the sea, where they left off at the end of Iron Fist, how he comes back into the Defenders. It'll be interesting, but, um, and even more so, how side characters are going to play into this show? Yeah, like, are we going to get much Foggy? Are we going to get uh, much of? I hope uh, there's a lot of Foggy. Oh, I love Foggy. I want Foggy and everything here, right? mm. but. Like, um, obviously we're going to get uh, Nurse Claire. Yes. She's, I mean, she's what brings them together, I assume. One would assume she's the only common character in all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Jones, I wasn't a big fan of, but it wasn't because of the character. I, it just never hooked me. I, I get that. And... It's, it's a perfect adaptation of the comics. It's yeah. like I didn't read the comics until after watching the show, but I was blown away. It was like watching the show all over. Yeah. But Daredevil, Matt Murdock, I... God. You know... I hope he takes like the leadership role and kind of... Uh, we talked about this briefly before, but I think we might as well uh, say it now. We're doing many episodes based on fives. We currently have two seasons of Daredevil. We got Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. That's five. Before Defenders comes out, we should do a mini episode just just on the Marvel Netflix TV shows. Yeah, we'll have that recorded and posted sometime in the near future. Yeah, maybe sometime around August in anticipation of Defenders. Yeah, and John Bernthal. Yes. God yes. <laughs> Fuck, he's a good Punisher. He's perfect as Punisher. Mm. Speaking of Netflix, my number one, Stranger Things Season 2. Awesome. I fucking love that show. And I know it blew up, and I know it's the most popular show of last year, at least, and it's one of the more popular and more hyped shows going on, but I, I don't care. <laughs> it's It absolutely is worth the hype to me. I... Uh, 
I watched it as soon as it came out. The day it came out, I started watching it, and I kind of watched it over the, the next two days or so. And literally the night I finished the finale, and Charlotte said, you know, I, I think I would like to watch it. And I said, you want to watch it now? I finished the finale and then went and sit, sat down in the living room and started the show all over again. Nice. And I've watched it... I, th- I think I might have watched it another time since then. I'm going to watch it again before season two comes out. I fucking love everything about it. The acting, the soundtrack, the just the the art direction, the set pieces that made it look as 80s as it is. All the Dungeons and Dragons and how that plays in and how I think it's going to play into season two. I expect, like, there there was a shot in the trailer that had this, like, big Hydra. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you watch Stranger Things? I did. Okay. In the finale, when Will's back, and they're playing Dungeons & Dragons again, uh, they're fighting Hydra. Mm -hmm. And I think... And based on how the first episode, the Demogorgon, ended up being uh, the villain of the season, I think that's how they're going to do it. I think think (laughs) the show is is kind of... They're they're, going to be taking on Hydra? Yeah, I think the D&D scenarios kind of come true somehow. They're going to be taking on Hydra? Yes. And that's how we find out Captain America's double agent? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to think now what what's left for your number one? Justice League. Justice League. There we go. I was like, what am I missing? What what am I Justice In League? Justice League. Fuck, oh, that looks good. It looks so good and I I can't wait to see Aquaman. Mm. Aquaman is who I'm looking forward to seeing the most in that movie. I am a huge Flash fan. I'm a big Batman fan. Yep. Wonder Woman looks like it's going to be great. Cyborg, cool. But Aquaman is who I'm looking forward to the most. The only way. Not because of who's playing him or anything. Just but, Aquaman. But that helps for me. <laughs> Aquaman, like... Part of why I'm looking forward to him the most is because so many people shit on the character. Yes, they do. And they don't understand how good Aquaman actually is. And I'm looking forward to Jason Momoa as Aquaman in this movie shutting so many people up. Yep. I've been been fighting for Aquaman for years. And actually... uh I, I know that I'm getting an Aquaman t-shirt for my birthday next month, and I can't wait. And it is bright orange. As like, it should be. Yeah, bright orange with the classic Aquaman on the front. I can't wait. They can choke on their haterade. Um, let's briefly talk about the directorial change of Justice League. Yes. Now, unfortunately, of course, Zack Snyder's daughter passed away, and it's very tragic. Yes. Uh, we're not going to... Well, I know a lot of shitty people are making shitty jokes about that, but, yeah, it's nothing to joke about. No, it's not. And Joss Whedon has stepped up to take over. And a lot of people are using that as a point of, oh, maybe he'll save the movie. But I, I recently read an article where... I don't where, think the movie needs to be saved. No, and here's, here's the reason. And um, I recently read an article with Joss Whedon talking about how he was hired for uh, hard to direct Batgirl. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the reason he was meeting with DC. Did you know that? 
No, that's not. Nobody was talking about that. He was meeting and discussing a different project altogether, and then Batgirl got brought up as a side thing. Okay. So I think honestly, I thought I think they brought Joss Whedon in last year sometime when they were filming to kind of head the whole thing to to oversee it and to make sure it went right. And, I mean, he had to be in some sort of position in order to step in as director. You can't just have any old director step in yeah. if they don't know the movie and don't know what's already been going on. I think that... Because then you're going to get two completely different feels, and there's going yeah. to be scenes that are completely off-base with yeah, the rest of the movie. Exactly. I, th- I think he was hired as sort of um, an executive director position. I think he was sort of guiding and helping Zack Snyder direct it in the first place. Kind of overseeing and yeah. consulting. And, and I think that's why they had all those reshoots everyone was worried about uh, last month. Because they went back to reshoot a bunch of stuff. But, I mean, reshooting is ultimately going to help. Yeah. You know? I looked at that as, like, yeah, it's very, very, very shitty what happened with Zack Snyder's family. And I think Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard nailed it when they said, like, he has to go heal his heart, fix his family. Like, he has to do what's right for him because this is one of the most tragic things that can happen to any parent. Yeah. So he has to go do that. But I was already excited for this movie with Zack Snyder directing. But now with Joss Whedon coming in and taking over, like, finishing the movie, mm-hmm. I think it's going to take the best parts of Snyder's vision, the best parts of Whedon's vision, and put them together. And I hope what comes out is beautiful. Yep, me too. I, uh, I think that, yes, Joss Whedon's going to do a good job. I think you're going to feel some of you know the, the Whedon style in there. And I think it's going to be one of those uh, a movie that helps DC pick up its universe. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be that different from what Zack Snyder was directing no, in the first I place. I just I I don't see it being a clash of two styles. I hope that it works out so it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Joss could help um, fix some of the dialogue and honestly just not even touch Snyder's fight scenes as is. Because yeah. he, I mean, Watchmen, 300, Batman versus Superman, even the fight scenes are just unbelievable. Snyder has a, has a knack for it. Oh, the fight scene where Batman's going in and saving Martha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the best Batman fight scene there has ever been. Better than Bane. Mm. Okay, second best. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, I mean, you know. The that, way Batman moved in that scene yeah. is how Batman, like, Christian Bale's Batman kicked some ass. But I found he was very stiff and rigid in yeah. his movements. Not quite Michael Keaton stiff, but, I mean, that's no. mostly the suit. Yes. But in that fight scene... The Affleck Batman seemed acrobatic. He was fast. He was all over the place, doing things that the Bale, like the Bale Batman, was very robotic to me. Yeah. In his fight scenes, 
And so, like, yeah, the movement in that Batman saving Martha fight reminded me of playing the Arkham games. Okay, yeah. And I haven't played that much. I like I I have played all of the games, but I haven't finished them all. Yeah. Um, and that was my favorite part. I, I the the action sequences, especially the stealth, mm-hmm. it was the most I've ever felt like Batman. You know? Yeah. And I know what you're saying. Yeah, the uh, that fight scene in particular. The does. Zack Snyder action scenes do not need to be touched. No. Joss coming in, polishing the dialogue scenes a bit. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And um, on that note, I think we can wrap up our first mini-sode. Yep. Just to recount here, just just because I'm excited to say that all this is coming out this year, Game of Thrones Season 7, Riverdale Season 2, Baby Driver, Spider-Man Homecoming, Kingsman the Golden Circle, Stranger Things... It, the Hitman's Bodyguard, The Last Jedi, The Defenders, and Justice League. And not to mention, we've got uh, Thor Ragnarok coming out. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Of uh, Wonder Woman will be out by the time this by releases. By the time this well, releases, we but we haven't seen it yet. Nope. Uh, the Dark Tower looks good. Yeah. We've got, what else? Actually, I'm pretty sure at the time of recording this, Wonder Woman hits trailers tomorrow night. Or hits theaters tomorrow night. Oh, I can't wait to see that. One I'm so excited. And the reviews, I think, have been so far uh, so far good. Yeah. Um, I know that Fat Man and Batman released their review this morning. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll be listening to it after Emily goes to work tonight. But, yeah. So, that wraps up our first mini-sode. So, we've been Jedi Dropouts. Thanks for dropping by. And be sure to drop out. <laughs>